0: episode 28 of Celluloid Freaks. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And we're gonna be doing a retrospective of sorts on E.T., the extraterrestrial, which came out 30 years ago, and which apparently stayed in theaters all year, because it was that successful. Certainly the most successful film of the 1980s. Before we get to that, we're gonna talk about what we watched, and I'll start, because I only saw one thing. I saw Martin Scorsese's The Color of Money, which... um, I enjoyed and I really loved Paul Newman in it. Well-deserved Oscar, especially considering he hadn't ever won any before. And I th- I think it was a really neat movie. It was cool to see John Turturro in it as a somewhat younger person. It seems odd now that he was ever young. But it was a I think it was a, a decent movie. I it kind of went on a little too long for the subject matter and what actually happens. In the movie, and I know it was kind of a bit of a character thing, but it just uh, it dragged uh, pretty hard in parts. And I'll tell you, I know Robbie Robertson is a really talented individual. Uh, you know, I love the band, and um, but if I had never heard of Robbie Robertson before this movie, and then I see music by Robbie Robertson, and I heard all of the music he did in this movie, and someone were to tell me, "Hey, you know this guy is in uh, a band called The Band." Really talented. You want to buy one of his records? I'd be like, shit, no. I would never want to buy one of the records of the person who made music this terrible, because the music in the Color of Money is just awful. And, and one one of the tracks is just like some light music uh, under whistling. Ugh. Speak that. Speak.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Continue.
0: Oh no, I was done.
1: I was like, speaking of the band. Okay, you know the. Martin Scorsese filmed The Last Waltz about the band's final concert. Yeah. My dad had tickets to that, but his wife at the time had a headache, and he stayed home with her. Yep. He could have been there. To this day, that is one of his biggest regrets in life. Yeah, I'd Not regret to that the show. too. Yep. That's, that's brutal. That's freaking brutal. That is, yeah. That's pretty bad. That's like
0: tragic on the scale of I don't know 10,000 little cancer boys. Yes. Maybe not maybe maybe not that.
1: 10,000 little crack babies.
0: Yeah, 10,000 little crack babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this day it's it's it still hurts to bring it up to him.
0: Ah, well if, if he listens to the show we won't keep talking about it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually going to Make a special point and tell them to tune in. Said, Hey, you know, you really need to listen to the show tonight. We really gave it our all about E. T.
0: Well, if you're listening, I'm very sorry, sir.
1: Fuck you, Dad. Happy Father's Day.
0: So that's all I watched all week. Matt, what did you watch?
1: Um I watched the Shawshank Redemption.
0: Man, I um I keep seeing that at Barnes Noble. And it's like twenty four ninety nine on blu ray and yeah, I, I even have a coupon, but it's like, do I need to watch it one more time?
1: it'll I, be on cable. the chances are it'll be on cable sometime this week,
0: yeah, and I've watched it enough for a lifetime at this point yeah. I love it, it's one of my favorite movies ever, but I don't yeah, need to I, watch it again,
1: yeah, according to the internet movie database imbd.com, dot com it's the greatest movie of all time some yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I
0: can't. I can't really argue with it's
1: that. No, yeah, it's ranked number one above like The Godfather, Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind. Nope, Shawshank Redemption. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also watched Remember the Titans.
0: How was that?
1: It was good. It was um, it was filmed in uh, Covington, where I used to live, where my parents live. So I was watching. I was watching um watching it on TV and there's this scene where uh Donald Faison, Ryan Gosling and a bunch of others are, argu- are arguing outside of what is now a Thai restaurant. And I was like, "Wow, I'm going to next time I go to that restaurant, I want to think, hey, Ryan Gosling stood in this same spot like 13 years ago."
0: Man, and um Donald Faison. <laughs> yeah. Oh man,
1: he- he- that was where um, him him another black guy and, like, this hippie guy going to the restaurant, and it's all empty, and the redneck owner's like, uh, we're all full up here, fellas. You know, if you can, uh, if you want something to eat, why don't you go around to the dumpster out back? And Donald Faison gets all mad and shit.
0: Yeah, I imagine he would. Does yeah. he say anything hilarious like he does on Scrubs?
1: Um, no.
0: Oh, well then, what's the point?
1: Uh, does everything they say just translate to racism is bad?
0: Well, yeah. It's yeah, yes it is.
1: Yeah, it's Brad.
0: Well, did you watch anything else?
1: Um, Hold on, let me think. Oh, I started watching Adventure Time. What is that? Oh, God, it's... it's. Okay, first off, it's a cartoon on Cartoon Network. Don't hate. Um, <laughs>
0: I watch cartoons. I still... Okay,
1: it's... Oh, God, it's... It's really, really hard to explain. It's about this uh this human boy and his dog uh voiced by John DiMaggio in his bender voice, and they go on adventures in the land of oo, and oo is actually a post apocalyptic earth, okay, it's. It's great. I love it, but it's really weird, and there's a lot of adult humor in it.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, looking back on all the best cartoons we watched in our youth, they were all pretty weird, and they all had some pretty adult humor. Uh, yes. Ren and Stimpy was a big offender. Uh,
1: Aco. <laughs> Aco.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: But it's really weird, and but it's really good. I like it. If you know you have kids, or nah, nah, if you don't even have kids, and I don't know if. If you like cartoons, you'll like it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm still pretty much only watching Metalocalypse as far as cartoons go. Oh well, South Park too, but I don't even watch it regularly. I just wait till the season's over, buy the discs, and then watch it all at once. But yeah, dude, dude cartoons don't let it. Don't ever be like, don't judge me, but uh, dude, cartoons are awesome. Yep. And should never be you sh- should not be put down for watching cartoons. That's just nonsense cartoon network i miss saturday morning cartoons i don't think they do that
1: anymore i can tell you right now when my girlfriend hears this podcast she's gonna be shaking her head and going you are a grown-ass man what are you doing
0: (laughs) and i'll be like don't judge me." watching cartoons
1: yeah damn it what are you doing
0: not watching cartoons what kind of
1: life is that like like it's like baby don't worry about me just go back to listening to corn or whatever it was you were doing
0: oh no offense (laughs) but corn yeah yeah all right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to no. There should be a minimum of corn talk on this show.
1: Okay, all right.
0: So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little break and then have a very very spoilerific discussion of ET. We're not going to bother with the non-spoiler discussion because You're, it's 30 yeah, years old. Yeah, I was
1: about, I was about to say if I mean, if you haven't seen ET yet, you know.
0: Well, I'm less judgmental than Matt here because I I understand that, you know, there's only a certain amount of time in life and we can't all have seen every movie. But oh. uh, just gonna, just gonna say that we all agree it's worth watching. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, if really, if you haven't seen E. T., then I mean, really, is it really worth saying? Oh, spoiler alerts, because I mean, I think everybody you know, knows it's, what happens it's just, in E. T. Uh, it's
0: just a sensitivity because I know there are people out there who haven't seen it. And yeah, but all.
1: even then, through they would, they could probably tell the movie to you through cultural osmosis.
0: See. Like just like a three four weeks ago, you were making fun of me for using that phrase, and now you're. Well,
1: using it. I'm still gonna make fun of you, but yeah, it's it makes sense. God
0: damn it! All right, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna have a full uh, spoiler discussion of E.T. We'll see you soon.
1: All right, see you on in a bit.
0: Welcome back, and we're going to just talk about how much we love ET. And mm-hmm. I think I don't remember the first time I saw it because it was so unbelievably early in my childhood. It's just always been a part of my life.
1: Same here. It's same with Star Wars. Just as far as I, as far back as I can remember, it was just been a part of my childhood and my life. And one of the uh, very, very first toys I ever owned was an ET doll, like a like Cloth ET doll made during the initial run of the movie back in 1982.
0: Oh freaking See? awesome. Do you One still of the... have
1: that? Uh it's packed up probably somewhere in my mom's garage.
0: Still that's awesome. I didn't I didn't think I ever had a toy from that but um I didn't really collect movie toys as much as I love movies even. No, I didn't
1: I did. collect it. I, I I I played with it. Oh. Like E.T. would play with my Jet. G- Wait, not Jet. G- E.T. would like play with my Ghostbusters and Thundercats and stuff. And
0: that uh, that little scene with E.T. hiding amongst the toys was one of those things when um, I remember every time I watched it, and I'd watch it a lot. I'd still try to see if I could spot him each time. And as an adult, it's really easy. He's right freaking there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, it was just like, where's E.T., where's E.T., there's E.T.
1: Yay, E.T. E. I,
0: I loved how frightened Drew Barrymore got when he extended his neck and everything. Yeah. And apparently, uh, reading up on it for the show, she really was frightened because she didn't know it was going to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I love the little boy and his alien storyline. And I love that mm-hmm. Henry Thomas is not a terrible child actor like most of them are. No, I-, I love that the family acts like a real family. I mean, him and his brother and sister's arguments, especially yeah. the fact when she uh, when she calls when, when he call when he calls Michael Pena's breath and his mom's like e- Elliot, but he really can't contain her laughter.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it yeah. It's very believable. Like uh, there's a scene where him and his brother are out in the garage trying to find stuff for um. ET's uh machine and they come across one of their dad's old shirts and they just stop and look they're like you know remember when he used to take us out wearing this shirt and stuff and it's believable it gets you to uh you know care about you know not just Elliot but uh you know the whole family in general and how uh how they're doing and how this alien affects their lives
0: yeah it, you know the alien is not essentially a father figure but it, ale- it but it allow it acts to allow Elliot and Michael and um Gert, Gertie, that's right. Um, yes, Gert. to act as fathers and a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- yeah. S- uh, g- you know, maybe. G- um, I can't figure out exactly how to say exactly how that's significant, but I like that. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, missing a parent, parent, a broken family, and they all sort of become a parent of sorts and care for mm-hmm. this alien, and you know, teach yeah. him. It, it's it's so such a lovely movie and so yeah. sweet.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah, you know, it's one of those things that you know it forms the basis of your childhood. This is you know.
0: yeah. There's um, the '80s was a golden age for kids movies, but in you know oh. in the '80s, the kids acted like actual kids. I don't think aside from Super Eight, which the intention was to <laughs> be like these movies. uh yeah. they're, they're, most kids movies now don't have kids that act like actual kids. Right. And are mean to each other even if they're family or they or, or realistically mean to each other not in a I hate you sort of way but in a we're brothers and you're just yeah. we just grate on each other's nerves and I'm going to call you names and curse at you and shit. Right. And watching movies that have child actors in it there's no realistic interaction with them at all anymore.
1: Oh yeah. And sometimes you know that that can work if you know you're in a Wes Anderson movie, but everybody, but like everything else, everybody else that tries to make these kids movies and all, no, like, yeah,
0: yeah, I I have um, I have no um, I, I think I rate E.T. as my favorite, uh, my favorite live action kids movie of the '80s. When I know that everybody else loves the Goonies and 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 whatnot and all these other. I, and Monster Squad, you know, I'm trying,
1: uh, I never saw Monster Squad,
0: yeah, the, the names of all these are failing me now, but E.T. I think is the top, it's, it's perfect,
1: yeah, I would have to put it up there too, uh,
0: I certainly love, uh, another little subversion here, like Peter Coyote, uh, it spends the movie, I mean, he's the big dark, uh, or, or um, he's the big looming evil scientist, etc, etc, and,
1: and he's like a grown- up version of Ali- of Elliot almost
0: yeah, and he's yeah. not big and evil, but I, I just i love that things turn out for uh, things turn out the way they would i mean you, you get to the, you get the feeling that um Peter coyote, yeah, like you said he's big Elliot i mean he's he, we were all kids once, and that's exactly what his you know that's exactly what' happens with him i mm-hmm. mean he clearly he understands what Elliot's going through. Yeah, and the scientists—I mean, for the most part, they there really are, are, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm just glad they're not some monolithic big, big evil.
1: Yeah, there's not really like a villain in the movie, yeah. and I think I, I think it does just fine without it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there is a villain, it's probably the FBI for that yeah. like, split, split second, but mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I love um. I love that much like Muppet Babies, you don't see any of the adults' faces until, like, the very end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, well, I guess um, you see um, their mother, but...
1: Yeah, that that's it.
0: But still, I really was just hoping you get to hear, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Um, and Henry Thomas was really good as uh, Elliot, mm-hmm. but um, the older brother, Michael, who I don't think I've ever seen in anything else ever... Was pretty. Oh, cool. he's not.
1: He's not. He's actually like a postman now. Really? Yeah, really. He like worked for the post office. Didn't like a. Or, or I'm or I'm I'm assuming he does if he didn't get laid off. <laughs> Ouch. I know, right? Yeah. So I know that um, the
0: the Blu-rays the br- Blu-ray for E.T. is coming out in sometime before the end of this year, along yeah, with the I... Blu-ray for Jaws, and that's kind of what I'm most excited for.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll pick it up.
0: Yeah, I I don't even think none of the none of the original releases that came out this year I'm as as excited for as E.T. and Jaws and which is especially funny because I can't wait for the Avengers it was an amazing movie but I'm so much more excited for a movie that came out 30 years ago and almost and then another that came out almost 40 years ago. I yeah. think it speaks to Steven Spielberg's uh, hold uh, that his movies still appeal and still. Yeah have, I don't know, they still have an audience. They're all amazing movies.
1: Yeah. And I just want to say, I, I mean, watching it, I mean, when I watched it this week, it was the first time I'd seen it in a few years. I really liked, like, a lot of the atmosphere. He puts up, like, in the woods, the you know, the sounds from the woods, the mist, the lighting. I know, just, and, they, and even then like, when they're setting up the machine, you know, in the early morning, there's mist, it I don't know, like it's just like a nice I thought I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it looked I thought it looked cool.
0: Yeah, it was shot really well. Really yeah. well. But overall, I mean that's really I think I've exhausted all I had to say about E. T. Do you have anything? I mean what
1: else what else can you say about it, you know, that hadn't been said in the past thirty years.
0: Yeah. And even the last ten minutes when we've been talking about it. It just um it's perfect.
1: Yes, and it's perfect. And I also read this week about uh, the sequel idea they had to it, and it sounded terrible.
0: Yeah, it did. But I admit I would have been interested to see a sequel that went in a radically different direction. Um. So I. So, who knows? I I would have. I, I like it when sequels don't follow in the footsteps of the first movie. Right. But I don't know. Turn. To see what it would have done to the hearts of children everywhere if they had actually made it, that would have been hilarious to my probably would have had older the same, cynical self.
1: It probably would have had the same effect as uh, the Atari game for the 2600.
0: I have heard legends of how terrible that game is.
1: It's awful. I have
0: never played it though.
1: It almost killed the video game industry. <laughs> No, not kidding. It really did almost kill the video game industry. It almost bankrupted Atari. Really? Yeah, because uh, they had to make the whole game in six weeks. They produced like a million or something copies. It, um, one, it was terrible, horribly broken game, um, and it only sold like I don't know fifty thousand. Yeah, there's a obviously, and there's a legend. Urban legend that uh, remaining copies of the game were melted down and buried in the New Mexico desert.
0: <laughs> and the nukes, I assume <laughs> Wow. If you've
1: ever if you've ever heard of uh the angry video game nerd, he's actually making a movie about that. About the legend of E. T. on the Atari twenty six hundred. Oh man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, that's about it for this week. And uh, next week we are going to be reviewing Pixar's new movie, Brave.
1: But, Chris, I want to see Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. You do? Uh, not really, but if...
0: Okay, good. I thought you were serious for a second.
1: Okay. All right. No, it looks like uh, this year is Jonah Hex.
0: Take that as you will, I suppose.
1: Yes, take that exactly as you will. <laughs> but, no, I I have no desire to see Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. But I've heard good things about Brave, and aside from Cars to how bad can a Pixar movie really be?
0: Uh, Well, I don't believe that they're like the second coming of Jesus, like so many people seem to think. I um, So I will be cautiously optimistic, because... Um, everybody treats all of their movies like they're genius, and you know I wasn't that big of a fan of Up.
1: You weren't really that big of a fan of Up.
0: It was, you know, it was decent, but then it like the the longer the runtime got, the more generic it got.
1: Uh, Okay, I'm just I'm just expecting it to be as good or better than A Bug's Life. Okay, because that's like my least favorite Pixar movie that I actually still consider pretty good. So yeah, if it's as good as A Bug's Life, I'll be happy.
0: Yep, and I'll be happy if it's good. I like good movies. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye.
1: Later, man.